Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? It's Eli, your host, and you're listening to The Re-Up. Today's episode is a quick one. It's actually the first of an oncoming series. It's a book review, and the book in question is Atomic Habits. So, yeah, let's go ahead and dive straight into it. Man, this book, honestly... First impressions, uh, I really got the book just because I was trying to lock in on my habits, you know, on the daily stuff, because just the small things we do unconsciously that makes up our behavior. I mean, if you don't know, 95, 90%, I ain't even finna use the number, but majority of our behavior is really subconscious and habit-based. So really tapping into those habits and making sure those joints are actually serving you, that's the key. So that's why I really caught the book. And honestly, I read it. I tried to read a day when I got out the shower. So literally 30 minutes. And then um, ironically enough, when I was reading the book, um, one of the points in the book was make it attractive as well as make it easy. And it was saying that sometimes our habits, the goals we're trying to like recreate are too big. So if you can't do it in two minutes, it's already too big of a habit. And I was like, dang, bro, here I am trying to actually like <laughs> read a book and make that like a thing. And the book is like, nah, bro, actually do it this way. But yeah, so essentially, quick summarization of the book, it really breaks habits down into four big things, literally. On one side of the book, it's essentially saying how do you create a good habit, and on the other side, it breaks down how do you break a habit. Now, of course, in the intro, it starts with like the background the author, of course, but then after that, he dives into like the framework of like definition. So he defines what is a habit, where the phases in a habit from there's a cue to you recognize that there is a cue, and then now the third phase is like response. So now internally, you're trying to decide, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then after that, it's like the solution. So really, it's a four-point four point mental process you go through every time you get stimulated by your environment. So it's like one side of the problem, which is like the first two, when you just like get aware of something. So like a cue happens, or you're stimulated, and then you gain awareness that you're being stimulated and that there is some type of action that may or may not occur. And then the second half, which is three and four, is that you come up with a response and then like the conclusion of that response. And so the first law, there's four laws for making a great habit and for breaking a habit. And each law, he talks about like how you how you make one and then how you break one. So I'm going to go ahead and list the first four off and then I'm going to go more in depth. So the first law was make it obvious. The second, make it attractive. The third make it easy and the fourth make it satisfying that's for creating a good habit now on the other side of that the flip side of the coin you feel me is the first law is making it invisible the second is of course making it unattractive the third is making it difficult and then the fourth is making it unsatisfying so if we backtrack to the first one the very first law for making a good habit it was make it obvious. So essentially the book 
really gave you four ways that you can make your habit that you're trying to create really obvious. The first thing is to keep a scorecard. So like a big thing is fitness, right? People want to be consistent with fitness, but it's like, are you tracking what day, what days you're going, what days you aren't going? Did you miss a workout? You know what I'm saying? Like what's happening? Because your brain, your brain is going to do what it's going to do. And so essentially he is, he suggests that you create some type of visible representation of like your progress. One, because it gives you incentive. We like, we feel good checking things off. That's why we like checking off boxes on our goals or a to-do list. And then two, it's a constant reminder. Like, oh, I see this. I went yesterday. I didn't go yesterday. I can't miss today. You know what I'm saying? So that was the first thing he said. That's how you build awareness. And like you said, the first thing way back when is that awareness is the first, second step of like habit building. So it was like, first it was cue, something happened and you were stimulated and then you became aware that you were stimulated. So by having a visual or physical representation of the habit you're trying to create, you're building awareness because you're seeing it constantly. It's really a repetition thing. The second tip he gave, I even say my man's name, the disrespect. This book was written by James Clear really a great book i ain't gonna lie to you but yeah so the second tip he gave you for making your uh, habit obvious was by using something he referred to as implementation intentions so that's simply saying i will dot 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 behavior at a certain time in a certain location so by being very specific about when you're going to take action on a specific thing you are now putting your brain into a like a framework that this has to occur. Like it's no more con- confusion or like, okay, I'm gonna do ten work, ten push-ups after I get off or in the evening. But it's like when in the evening. So it's kind of like that that thing you heard where it's like if it's not in your schedule, if it's not planned, it's not happening. Same type of thing. So a big thing with goals and achieving them is becoming very specific like literally so specific that you don't even have to think about it at all so basically with implementation intentions it was saying like i will cook at 5 p.m in the kitchen or something or i will go for a run at 3 30 p.m in i don't know a park down the street on this specific day, like very specific, all right? Now the third tip he gave was, after I do a certain habit, something that you already do, I will insert new habit. And then he referred to this as habit stacking. So like, for real, the easiest thing you could do is something that you do every day. You brush your teeth? Cool. After I brush my teeth, I will I don't know if you're trying to get better at uh, cleaning your teeth, floss. Or after I, like for me, after I shower, I will read the book for two minutes. So it's kind of like an if-then statement, like, or like a cause and effect. Like, "Mm, I did this, and right after I do that, I'm going to do this. And then you just keep doing that until you no longer have to think about it. And then, then you build a new habit on top of that. And it just keeps going. 
last thing he did was just basically design your environment like make it appealing to the habit so if i'm trying to meal prep every day so i don't gotta spend money on fast food i need to have that lunch box sitting on the counter like i need to go have i need to have the tubware on go it gotta be there next second low and hold on let me backtrack essentially for the first law if you want to break a bad habit reduce your exposure it's like you know what i'm saying stop putting yourself in the situations to be exposed to it and then it will become less aware because you're not seeing it as much cool second law make it attractive usually you just pair an action that you don't want to do with something that you want to do so it's like hmm I want to go out. It's like when you was a kid, you was like, bro, I want to go out with my friends. But then your folks was like, yeah, go ahead and clean the crib first. <laughs> it's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. One thing I liked about the book was that like it was given, it provided the language for like common things that you may or may not have been doing your whole life, like unconsciously. But now that you have the language, you know exactly how you should perform that task. So that was something I realized when I was reading the book. I was like, yo, I've been doing this my whole life. I shouldn't even know this was what that was called. The second thing was make it attractive. So whether it was like joining a uh, group, uh, meetup, or some friends. Like if you're trying to go biking every other, every other week, you should join the bike club. That type of thing. As well as like giving yourself a reward. Like build up the temptation. Like make it... Exciting, like you know, what I'm saying, romanticize it. Like, oh, I, I'm going to the gym. No, you're not going to the gym. You're building your future body. You know what I'm saying? You're creating. You're literally defying pain. Like, you you gotta make it sound good. It's gotta be a pull and not a push. And then besides that, it's literally like create a ritual. So like, do something that you want to enjoy. Like, if you hoop. That free throw ritual, like, go ahead and have fun with it and then get the business right afterwards. That's something he suggests. On the other side, um, how you break a bad habit is literally reframe your mindset. Literally focusing on the reasons why it's beneficial to you that if you don't do this. 100%. The third law, make it easy. So, like, you really need to reduce the friction. So it's like, if I want to wake up in the morning and go running, it's something about exercise. It's such an easy analogy. That means the night before, I need to go ahead and put the shoes out by the bed, the fit out by the bed. Matter of fact, instead of sleeping in the middle of the bed like I usually would, I'm going to sleep on the side so I can just roll out. Because two, two rolls may be enough for me to go back to sleep. I'm not going to lie. I do that often. I roll once and roll again. I'm like, shit, that's it. That's it. But rolling once and you're out of there. So the first thing was like reduce friction. Decrease the number of steps between you and the habit you're trying to maintain slash create. And then a part of that was, of course, priming the environment to make it easy. Now, it was really the last three Really, really the last two to three habits or like points that he suggested for making it easy that really spoke to me. And ah, where was this from? I don't remember. But essentially, 
it's somewhere I heard or read that it was said between each stimulus, there is a space. And in that space, you have the choice to decide how you're going to react. And essentially, the whole point of that was simply saying that you're not like some type of machine that's automatic. Like something happens and you boom, react. Not every time. Like we have the power to literally be stimulated to have something occur in front of us and to take a step back and sit in it and say, yo, on some third person, like on some, you're probably wondering how I got here. Like on some, some like that, bro, you can really take a step back and step out of it and be like, who do I want to be in this moment? And then make your move. So essentially he's saying you need to master the decisive moment. Because, you know, often literally making that one good decision changes the whole trajectory of your day or like the rest of whatever you're doing. So it's like if you wake up, right, it's a Saturday, you've been working, you've been at school, whatever the case is, you want to sleep in. You do. And in that moment when you wake up, you have a decision, a decisive moment to say, hey, am I going to go back to sleep and wake up at two o'clock? Or am I going to get up and give myself the opportunity to do all the things I've been thinking about the whole week? Now, if you go back to sleep, you're already reacting to the earlier decision of going back to sleep. You're playing catch up the whole day. Or maybe you may be content with that. And if so, hey, snaps to you. But if you were trying to do something else, you're playing catch up on limited time. And so that's really just an example for that. And the next one was use the two-minute rule. So break your habit that you're trying to create so small that it's so easy. So like I said, I was trying to make a habit of reading a book every day. So I said, yeah, I'm going to read it after I got the shower. At first, it was 30 minutes. I was kind of like, mm, hit or miss, kind of consistent, kind of not. But then once I said, yo, let me just read for two minutes. Every time I get a shower, I'm going to read something for two minutes. Literally, if it's over two minutes, it's too big of a habit. And then after that, you will slowly do that every time because it's only two minutes. Like, oh, I want to be able to do 50 push-ups. I then do two push-ups. That's it. Every day you do two push-ups. And what you're doing, though like the output doesn't seem big, it's really the internal... You're mastering your character, your integrity. You're becoming the type of person who doesn't miss a day. And that's, that's the way it is. You're shifting your identity. Because it's really weak. Yeah, that's no cap. So in your brain, there's something called cognitive dis- dissonance. And so essentially it's like we have this thing where it's like who we say we are, we can't get outside of that. So like if the external is showing something that doesn't line up with our internal, we have this urge to make sure the external matches up with how we define ourselves. So if you define yourself as a lazy person or like a fat person and you're trying to be skinny, it's just not going to go that way. You got to redefine how you see yourself, how you view yourself. Like I'm learning the piano right now. I'm a pian- I, I play the piano. I'm a professional. Because otherwise, what is it? I'm dabbling. It's not, it's not the same. Everything we do is identity-based. 
So until we upgrade our identity and how we see ourselves, nothing else is going to last. And that's that's essentially what this two-minute habit was trying to focus on. Cool. On the other side that if you're trying to break a bad habit, you got to make it difficult. Bro, if I'm not trying to watch TV every day and I get out the shower, it could be extreme. But that TV could go in the closet. <laughs> I could unplug the TV. I could move the remote. You know what I'm saying? Make it make it like, bro, do I really want to get up and go search for the remote? Nobody want to do that for real. So I'm just not going to watch TV. You know what I'm saying? Add steps in between that and the habit that you're trying to get rid of. And the fourth law, make it satisfying. Ain't nothing worse than doing the quote-unquote right thing. And it's like, dang, bro, I ain't getting no love for it. But it's like, if I act crazy, at least I would got to satisfy that desire, that craving. You feel me? So it's like, you got to reward yourself. So it's, you do something, and you reinforce it immediately. Oh, cool. You went to the gym? You read those two pages? She. Go ahead and get yourself a snack. <laughs> get yourself a cookie. Get yourself whatever. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Word affirmation is your thing. Go ahead and hop yourself real quick. Whatever, whatever is your cup of tea, go ahead and drink it. Immediately though. It can't be I did this like five hours ago or five minutes ago. It's literally a, a boo bam. Like as soon as you finish reading that book, or as soon as you finish re- doing those push-ups. Flip reward. Because then your brain is going to connect the two. Next thing he said, make doing nothing enjoyable. So literally sitting. Literally, literally, you feel the stimulus come and you just don't act on it. You sit in it. And that's something that meditation does very well. It's allowing you to sit with your thoughts, with the urges, and it's really you extending your will to say, yeah, I feel that itch on my kneecap, but I'm not finna scratch it. I I hear all the chaos in my mind, but I'm gonna remember to breathe and clear my thoughts once again. That's what meditation does, and that's essentially what he's talking about when he says do nothing, just, you know what I'm saying? Be able to feel a stimulus and not respond to it. And then lastly, it's never miss twice and back to back on some drizzy. You can't miss two days. So if I didn't go to the gym yesterday, guess where I'm at today? Right back in that gym. Because it's it's never the one day that you miss. It's always the compound effect. Like, oh, I missed yesterday. Unless you know I missed three days. Unless you know it's been a month. We all know how it go. And so essentially it was like, yeah, in tandem with that, keep a habit tracker, which is kind of like make it visible. And so check that joint off. Like, dang, bro, I've been in the gym two weeks straight. I can't break the streak. We winning. We can't break and win the streak. And so... My review of the book, man, those are the four big things of how you create a good habit, how you break a habit. And honestly, it's so much more in this book. I do recommend everyone read it. It's very practical. It's not over the top. It provides clarity. 
and it's it's a lot of other things I didn't talk about. She gives you the framework for understanding what exactly is a habit, why do people not stay with habits, the benefits of habits, and then he goes outside the habits when he provides examples of celebrities, athletes, doctors, whatever occupation for real. And then, you know, he has a little razzle-dazzle in there, but I ain't going to spoil it. But definitely, I'm going to have to recommend this book. I'm going to give it a, a 9 out of 10, just because the 10 out of 10s are very exclusive. But I hope that helped. Stay blessed. Don't forget. <laughs> I hate this. You are what you think about. Keep your energy in. Stay grateful. Life is a blessing, and we out. Don't read up with the real gang.